Hello, Stephen. Hello, Erica. What a what a really good story this is. Yay! <laughs> I didn't really know anything about Fury from the Deep, and I just I just really really loved it. I mean, Chapter Six had some of the same issues. Episode Six. Thank you. <laughs> there we go again. No, you know what? It is now Chapter Six. Okay. Uh, had some of the same issues in terms of watching a recon in that. There was a lot of helicopter flying <laughs> and a lot of yeah. and ah, and like I just I think honestly I think even if that scene had its moving pictures I probably wouldn't have been any more <laughs> too much more entertained mm-hmm. because it was just the doctor learns to fly a helicopter. I did like the mention of Astrid Farrier though. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Call back to Enemy of the World. Yep, that was nice because Astrid is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the the giant foam battle. Tell me the, what the deal is with the uh, the moving pictures of that because some of it didn't look like it was actually like did, was was there somebody in the studio like shooting with their own home movie camera because that's what it looked like. There you go. There are two <laughs> sources of footage. In that, uh, I'm glad you asked that because I was going to tell you anyway. Because um, I mentioned this earlier on, when we were talking about moving uh, images for this episode. Yeah, uh, literally, someone was filming the filming of those scenes at Ealing Film Studio. It's a lot of use of the word "film" in one sentence uh, with his or her home video camera, home movie camera. So that's where those few images. Then I think it was in 2005. Um, someone discovered the offcuts from the actual filming session of that. So the offcuts being the the stuff they didn't actually use. So the the scenes you actually saw, you know, with like the doctor like pointing and yelling and all that, and there's a few seconds of those and like Mr. Harris started yelling directions in that one shot. Those are synced up as best as possible with the actual broadcast versions. And so those are just different takes that they just didn't use so but there's no there's no sound on them so so that's where that comes from so so yeah two unique sources of of footage for some moving pictures in episode six that's really cool and yeah and it was neat and again like the the big climactic action sequences are not generally my bag so it's wow. cool as it was to watch it like that wasn't my favorite part of the episode my favorite part of this episode was everything that happened after they won i love it when we get falling action it is almost never especially in you know because <laughs> he's usually off like yeah. the lone ranger yeah i was gonna say action especially in modern television when you've only got you know wow. a shorter number of episodes and here there's they you know people talk about padding in classic doctor who episodes and and there's definitely you know been plenty of that but this is like I I certainly wouldn't call this padding but I feel like they've taken more time and more care with this companion exit than certainly than we've seen up until this point and pretty much uh, I I will go to bat to say that it is better than they ever ever do again you might oh I'm trying to think I'm you know just judging the companion exits to this point I think Susan tops it I think that's no I think just there's some iconic lines in it. I think. Oh, know. I'm not talking about like what's good. I'm talking oh. about the care with which they set That's it what up. I mean, and- like like I think the care of that and the, the way they sort of seed it through there. But then and then you get Barbara and Ian as well. I suppose at the end they realize, hey, we can get home. Then they start to like, oh, Dodo has left and we didn't even say goodbye. And Steven sort of leaves at the very end and like Ben and Polly is like, hey, this is the same date we left. Might as well just 
get off now and like that's literally it and they aren't even in the episode the story for four episodes so this feels like the first in a long time that they actually properly cared about the character leaving yeah i mean i i do think that the ian and barbara leaving does kind of compare because i think but what this just does does better for me is taking the care to show how difficult the decision is and like I said Ian and Barbara also like there's some of that I didn't feel like there was as much with Susan because she wasn't given the choice mm-hmm. um, so that's <laughs> that's the difference there right. like kicked out of the nest yeah. yeah like like she didn't she didn't get to do it of her own like with her own agency in her own way like mm-hmm. yeah she was going to make that she was probably going to make the choice to leave anyway no matter what happened but she wasn't allowed to do it the way that she wanted and here not only does Victoria get to make the choice but the doctor says you know what this is important for you to make your own decision shush Jamie yeah. um, and we'll stay an extra day to give you time to think about it mm-hmm. that was like <clears throat> gasp worthy I was really really impressed and that was just super cool that the doctor was like yes you have to make your own decision but I'm not going to make you like so I'm not going to kick you out without your shoes and also <laughs> I'm not going to make you make this decision super quickly I'm not going to rush off in a huff uh, after right. yeah. <laughs> after it happens and you get the lovely scene with uh, with Victoria and Jamie and just how much it it is it changes the companions who are you know not just the companion that's staying behind but the companion that is staying on the TARDIS and mm. how difficult that is and you know I feel like we get less impact on the doctor sort of uh, highlighted here which I think is appropriate for Patrick Troughton's doctor at like at this point especially like he's he's a kind person mm-hmm. but he's he's not like he doesn't speechify in the way that the first doctor did <laughs> so you know we don't get we don't get the yeah she'll come back sort of speech or any of that kind of thing um but you know that he cares and I do wish that we had the moving pictures because I suspect that uh Patrick Troughton's delivery of the lines and his body language and his facial expressions because he's so good mm-hmm. at weaving all of those things together in an excellent performance. I, It would have been nice to see his actual reaction to it because mostly we get Jamie because Jamie gets more of the lines. Yeah, but uh, the doctor gets the last line. You know, I was fond of her too, Jamie. I would have liked to have seen his performance there because you're, yes. you're right. We sort of like, we get all like the sadness and 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 you know, he's sort of perplexed and just upset at why Victoria is leaving. And we're sort of like all focused on that. And then, you know, the doctor sort of lets his guard down ever so slightly by saying, you know, I was fond of her too, Jamie. And then that boom, and that's it. And that's all we see. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I feel like, as I keep saying, I'm not super thrilled with the sort of decision to keep making Victoria more and more frightened, like even Mm -hmm. in previous stories. Uh, But given that they did, I feel like her exit felt like it made so much sense from from even from early on it's not like you know they've been seeding it for six weeks because they knew she was going to leave and it you know it's, it's a part of this story maybe not six weeks like we didn't get uh we didn't get her talking about being scared until third episode two or three two or yeah three. yeah so somewhere in there but anyway so i mean but even before that i just feel like it makes sense with the arc of mm-hmm. her character the way that it, it started to go whereas with ian and barbara like i mean i love them so much and I still miss them but for them they were always probably going to leave as soon as they got home like Mm -hmm. any anywhere close to their own time this is this is way different because yeah it's earth but it's not at all close to Victoria's own time and I love that they address that as well you know Jamie being like this isn't even your own time and she's 
she says, I wouldn't be comfortable. What is comfortable? What's the word? Uh, I don't remember the word, but yeah, but her, fa- her, her parents are well, yeah. gone. You know, that, she doesn't have anybody yeah. there, but I think the more important thing is is the line before that. Like, I just, I wouldn't be comfortable in mm-hmm. Victorian times because she's <laughs> she's been all over the galaxy and she's been in the future, This, which is this, uh, at this point. So going back to a time where she's so restricted as a woman and... I mean, maybe the dresses would be nice, but maybe she wouldn't want to wear the dresses. Yeah. She wears a lot of short skirts right now, as we saw in that beach scene. Like right. the, sh- the camera's like right behind her butt. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I I can't imagine what it would have been like if they would have ended up in Victorian times again. Would she have wanted to leave then? Maybe not. Um, but this is just some random Earth time that she ended up in, mm-hmm. and it's <clears throat> probably you know it's not a bad choice. I really liked the Harrises. <laughs> all you the way did, through. really? Yeah, because well, remember, all the way through, I was like, Dr. Harris is great. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he got a little panicky in this episode, right. um, which I was annoyed with. And then, but then he turned around real fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, that was weird. It was like, this episode is overrunning by 25 and a half seconds. So we need him to protest six times. Well, we, we didn't see the, you know, his facial expressions, perhaps. He's sort of like, okay, let's, you know, that sort of. You know, we didn't see him come around mm-hmm. visually, I suppose. Maybe. It just, it's it felt very, very abrupt. Just mm-hmm. all, all of a sudden, like the sixth time or whatever, yeah. he's suddenly like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, but no, I liked him all along and his wife seemed really nice and I was very sad for her that she had, I thought, died. Um, I'm glad she didn't. And yeah, it seemed like Victoria could do worse in terms of, of places to go. And I just, I like that she got to make the decision and... That the doctor and Jamie stuck around to give her time, and then she got to say a proper goodbye. Mm-hmm. Just all good stuff. And it, that just the fact that it was her choice just makes me so happy, because that's something we don't get in Doctor Who anymore, and it just always makes me mad. Yeah, it's always like, oh, we have to like separate them between the universes, or you die and become a space creature or something, or you tra- you know, we interrupt your death, and then you travel off and you're going to die. You know, there's, there are apocalyptic circumstances. Mm-hmm. Or oh, we wipe your memory, of course, which is the big one with Donna. Um, so yeah, to, to have a companion, just sort of say, I'm sick of it. Yeah. I am screaming all the time. I'm always terrified. I've basically had enough of this life i'm staying here yeah and it's a perfectly that's a perfectly good choice and i think it's it just it makes sense Mm -hmm. i mean i will miss victoria because i have really come to like her and watching all of her stories in order it's uh it's nice and i i appreciate too how much jamie is really gonna miss her because he's Mm -hmm. they were they were such a cute good team yeah because they were it was like jamie's first proper companion you know because jamie was sort of brought in uh, like at the eleventh hour, more or less, and like was sort of like by the time Ben and Polly leave, he finally becomes his own companion. I think mm-hmm. um, because the scripts finally catch up <laughs> with them actually making the show, and so it, it, the Troughton era. No offense to Ben and Polly, they are very important companions, but it feels like it truly starts with Troughton's performance too. With when Victoria comes on board, so just sort of coincidentally, that's sort of when that that typical team kind of starts happening. So yeah, it does feel like the. The end of an year. Did you know that uh, that Victoria was leaving at the end of this? 
I did not know which story she left in. I knew mm-hmm. she was going going to leave at some point in mm-hmm. the, the near future. I didn't know it was in Fury from the Deep. However, the first time we got her talking about how scared she was yeah. back in whichever episode it was, I figured, oh, this is probably the one where she leaves at the end. And I feel like I had even mm-hmm. heard people on podcasts talk about her staying with the Harrises. So that kind of mm-hmm. like clicked. I was like, I think maybe that's the name of the people that she stays with. So I was not even remotely surprised by the time mm-hmm. it, it came along. Um, but I but when we started episode one and two, I did not know. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I, I I do my best to you know I don't like it when people say, oh well, it's fifty years old. You should know by now. No, you necess- don't necessarily <laughs> should know. Um, and if you haven't, then why why spoil the experience just because oh, you should have listened to the recon of this fifteen <laughs> years ago, like a true doctor who fan? No, it's it's fun to have you experience old Doctor Who stories for the first time. And so I did my best not to spoil you there. I appreciate that. Because, yeah. yeah, like, I mean, it's sort of the difference between, like, on Twitter, you know, tweeting about something that you know that other people don't know. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you know, tagging somebody <laughs> talking about something that they haven't mm-hmm. seen yet that you know they haven't seen yet, that would be <clears throat> that would be rude. So I, yeah. I appreciate um, that you have, have tried not to spoil me. And I'm, I'm super surprised about this one and other ones that I haven't picked up more because I know I've heard more about this story. I'm pretty sure I listened to the Doctor Who the Writer's Room about it, and it was still, like I still Just managed to forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't spoil you about the fact that everybody lives yeah. in this. <laughs> we even, I, as you're saying, a little hat tip, R.I.P. Van Lutyens. I just sort of dutifully went along, knowing full well that off camera, nope, he's fine too. And everyone else, yep, they're all fine. Everybody lives. This story is so good. I just, I love it. Like you just, and oh, that's the other part about it. I mm-hmm. like that not only does everybody live at the end, which is just wonderful, but you even get a little bit of like closing action with um, Robson. With Robson. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, I had been starting to feel kind of bad for him when he was just really freaking out um, a few episodes back. And then I f- felt bad for him because he'd been taken over by weeds. <clears throat> but then... Uh, and then here, like, all of the, the jerkiness that he exhibited in the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode and the intensity of his freakouts and how it affected everybody else, like, you actually get him apologizing for stuff at the end. That almost never happens. Usually the bad guy is dead. Yep. Or is dead. <laughs> or or is in jail or something like that. Mm-hmm. I never actually, like, it's rare that you get somebody who repents in any way. And, you know, they're sitting around a dinner table and chatting. And Mm. he's saying, you know, I'm sorry for not believing you. We should have done that. And then, but Harris is like, no, that's okay. It's probably good you didn't because we would have been in trouble. I love that kind of, (laughs) that kind of thing. And I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's not, it wouldn't have happened, I think, if Victoria wouldn't have been leaving and we didn't need that extra time to sort of fill in the gaps around, you know, to to truly give her that story. But then you also get that scene where Robson goes in and, you know, sees the chief Mm -hmm. and, like, that was totally unnecessary to the plot, to the story. And yet, I really enjoyed it. Like, things are getting back to normal and life is sort of resuming and I feel like that also made me feel better about Victoria staying mm-hmm. that the you know the infrastructure of the world <laughs> yes. at this point is still you know everything's still kind of rolling along and there's stability mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it, uh, it, it kind of happens in um, the Ice Warriors too uh, with 
why can't I think of the name of the guy who's the head? Mm-hmm. Played by Peter Barkworth, had the cane. Him and Penley always had a set twos, and he sort of survived, you know, and they, he sort of, you know, Penley, it's, you know, he, he praises him and sort of like, yes. you know, I always wrote my own reports, not the computer, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So we have a little bit of that. It seems to be a mild recurring theme with the mm-hmm. with the Troughton era where yeah. we lose all the subordinates, but the, <laughs> the, the main leaders uh, and chairpersons of these places that they visit always seem to live on to fight another day. There is one sort of thread that's left hanging that we don't really get closure on. Mm. What happened to Oak and Quill? Are they okay now too? Oh, they're probably okay. <laughs> Everyone's okay. Sure. Everyone mm-hmm. is okay. Because all the, cause, well, uh, he did mention them, that the technician that Jamie fought uh-huh. uh, oh, remember? Yeah, so that right. must have been him. Yeah. They just didn't name him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was, that was Quill. And uh, so somewhere Oak probably yeah. um, was fine too. Yeah. So that's nice. That's I just I really love happy endings. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like especially at this time in the world, I need more mm-hmm. happy endings. So this was this was a, a, just a delightful surprise from the beginning to the end. It's nice not knowing about a story in a way, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah I was. I, I didn't realize how many stories there were that I knew so little about. So I've I've had a lot more. This <clears> has <throat> been more of a journey of discovery than I <clears throat> than I expected it to mm-hmm. be. And I like part of me wants to say, I feel like there are fewer and, you know, like there's not that many of them ahead of me. And then I think about the Pertwee era and go, yeah, I haven't actually watched a lot of those yeah. either. So, but I think I know more about those from hearing people <clears throat> wax poetic about them. I don't think enough people wax poetic about Fury from the Deep. And that makes me sad. They probably should. I know, I know that, um, like, for instance, just as recently as last week in Doctor Who, uh, the current Doctor Who, when the spiders were led to the panic room mm-hmm. by uh, sonic vibrations and stuff mm-hmm. and bass, and some people on Twitter compared it to the <laughs> Victoria screams. How meta, by the way, that mm-hmm. uh, her screams are the one yeah. thing she always does, and it's the one thing that defeats the monsters. And then at the end of Runaway Bride, uh, when the TARDIS like, takes off vertically, um, mm-hmm. for the rarity thing, and and everyone's like, well, what's what's going on? There's just like Fury for the Deep, but it took off vertically too, and so <laughs> it's been there. There's been stuff, and of course, it's the first episode that features the um, sonic screwdriver, and it's never mentioned again, which is funny, given all done by sound waves. Mm-hmm. Yet, um, you know, you think that would be useful against the seaweed, <laughs> yeah. but that's why you can tell it was a sort of a last minute idea on location that never once factored into the actual mm-hmm. story. My headcanon is just that, you know, it's 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 made to work on a very small scale, so the sonic screwdriver wouldn't be able to do much against them because you have to get really loud and in the same frequency as Victoria's Scream. And I don't want a screwdriver that sounds like Victoria's Scream, I'm sorry. That's true. Can you imagine that? That would be <laughs> awful licensing. <laughs> terrible. Ooh. Yuck. I do like that uh, Doctor Who also defeats the monsters using tape loops, which is uh, <laughs> meta. also a meta for the radiophonic workshop, mm-hmm. I think, perhaps, too. Because that's what they were doing. I did like the the solution to the problem that uh, that it's it's you know it's a sciencey kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I mean maybe not like a great real world sciencey thing. I don't know about a sonic laser, um, but uh, but I like that that yeah he uses sound waves and mm-hmm. and it you know it travels they travel through the pipes and just yeah it was I like that kind of that kind of techno babbly <laughs> solution that sounds realistic enough right. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm so happy you enjoyed this story. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I was looking forward to watching it as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, it's a good one. I'm just, I really am going to miss Victoria. Like, I, I know who shows up next, so I'm excited about that too. Yeah. But Do you know what the next story is? I don't know what the next story is, no. 
but you do know who shows up next. I do, but I don't know if she shows up in the next story or not. What's the next story? Go ahead, tell me. It's the wheel in <laughs> space. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I do know who shows up, uh, but I don't know a whole lot about that story, except that I don't think it's highly regarded by a number of people, so I'm interested in seeing. Some people don't regard it as highly as others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. You can say that about every single Doctor Who story in the world. That's true. Uh, I will say that I was mildly surprised when the restoration team chose this one to do a special recon- telesnap reconstruction of it exclusively for BritBox in uh, the U.S. and Canada. So th- and I think it's actually coming out on DVD, so the rumor goes, or maybe it's the actual episodes mm. um, next year. It's probably, it's probably just the recons. Episodes three and six exist. Okay. So there are four episodes that don't, but they, yeah, they, they did a, a proper telesnap recon, which I, I, I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. I did, Curiosity finally did bite me. I wanted to see what it was like. So I watched episode one. But other than that, I have not watched the official recon for this. So, because I've been waiting for it to watch uh, on this here podcast. So, so yeah, it's a wheel in space. Um, which we'll be watching on, on, on BritBox. Um, so that's one, this is like the first episode in a while, apart from, you know, of recon versions that we can actually tell people where to go for them. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. If, if you have BritBox in your country, and if BritBox in your country has the wheel in space, which you probably would, because I don't know why they wouldn't have that on yeah. in, on their platform uh, across, across borders. But yeah, that's... That's exciting. I love BritBox. We are not at all sponsored by BritBox, but um, there are so many good British mysteries on there (laughs) that it's it's kept me in in, in television for for many hours. Yeah, and they also... Again, we're not sponsored by BritBox. We just think it's a neat thing. They on ha- Halloween, October thirty first, they added um, the six Dalek stories, including five Doctors, which were not part of the original streaming option, and were not streamed on the Doctor Who on Twitch experiment way back when because of uh, complications with the Terry Nation estate. So that's all ironed out now. So yeah, they have every single surviving um, Doctor Who story now, complete Doctor Who story on BritBox, which I think as a kid. Having you know spent literally years taping and and retaping and like to have a perfect VHS collection of classic Who material and then you know buying the DVDs over the course of several years to actually have it all in one place on your set is k- kind of neat. So mm-hmm. yay, Brit Box. Yep, it's it's just awesome. It makes me happy. Yep. So that's that's will be our source uh, for the next story that we'll be talking about uh, on this here Lazy Doctor Who podcast, where Erica and I watch each episode <laughs> no. of Doctor Who in order. That's that's ridiculous. No more, no more explanations of what we're doing. That's what we had in episode zero years ago uh, years that ex- ago. that explained it to people. Who's going to start a podcast like this in the middle with like a? Well, maybe somebody will. Lots Pod- of people do. Yeah, I we know. started Doctor. Who, who starts doc- watching Doctor Who from episode one? If you're well, point made. No, yeah. you're right because I certainly didn't to start with. No, and you often say don't listen to the first episode of a podcast. I, I do. That is one of my rules because many podcasters. We have to iron out some uh, some some speed bumps and yeah. stuff uh, as they as they learn. So yeah, I I generally do prefer to start with a more recent episode of a podcast. So I take it back. Yeah, I don't. I wonder how much this podcast has changed over the years. Actually, don't. I'm so lazy. I don't want to go back and listen to an early episode. No, we're no. still seated on the same couch. That's true. We use a microphone as opposed to a phone now. But apart from That's that, true. I think that was only like the first eleven episodes yeah. that we used a phone, and now. And now it's just a microphone. Yeah. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. 
We are in a different apartment. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we moved up four floors into the other side of the building. <laughs> yeah, and and now we're also like it's going to be weird when we're watching exclusively moving footage Doctor Who, which we're rapidly yeah. nearing. Yeah, and when it goes to color, I'm going to freak out. And like shorter seasons. Mm-hmm. This is the longest season, I think. I don't know what is. Uh, it's a lot of episodes. <laughs> I think I think season ten has forty five episodes. I could be wrong about that. I think that's the longest season. But like after that, like there are twenty four or twenty five episodes, mm. um, which is like we'll be whipping through them. Like that, like the book, um, Doctor Who infographic says the first um, twenty more than twenty five percent of all of Doctor Who happens within the first five years of existence we're already so you look at it we're already a quarter of the way through doctor who you think we're being lazy we're actually being very productive well i think both we're being lazily productive oh i like that yeah that's <laughs> we would put that on our business cards if we weren't too lazy to make business cards that's right we're lazy all right uh is that it then anything else about fear of in the deep nope nope i just i just really like it and good job victoria yeah I was fond of her too. Uh, (laughs) All right. Next time, the wheel in space. Goodbye. Goodbye.